Hey guys, welcome to the Go Encourage podcast, where I talk to real people about real life, discussing ideas around courage and gaining insight from their own personal experiences. Today, I'm joined in the studio by Sophia Chowdhury, who's a business owner, a wife, a mother, and someone who has a real passion to help people step towards their goals. Sophia, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to Go Encourage. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you here. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just thought for the people at home who don't actually know you, we could uh, maybe have a chat, a few questions around who you are. Yeah, yeah. No Sound problem. Good? Sounds good. You can be as quick fire as you want or as detailed as you want. All right. We'll see where we go. Okay. All right. So first thing is, where are you from? So I'm originally from Sunderland which is a city not far from Newcastle. Mm -hmm. And that's basically where I grew up. All my family is still there. Right. I've got two Big brothers. Family? Oh. Yeah, sorry. I've got um, I've got two brothers, mm -hmm. sister, and uh, I basically moved down south um, 17 years ago. Wow. And I've been here ever since. I, I relocated for my job. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's home now. Live in Maidenhead, which is... Southwest. Yes. So, yeah. Cool. Would you say there's a big difference between Sunderland and Maidenhead? I think there's a big difference between the north and the south. Right. Uh, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I think the people are different. The culture's different. Right. So, for sure. I know that you're a wife. You've been married for... 15 years. 15 years. Nice. Solid. Yeah. Veteran. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And um, you're a mum as well. Yeah, yeah. So I've been married to Oz for 15 years. I've mm -hmm. got two children. Amazing. Naya and Zachariah. Naya's 13. Wow. So we're going through the teenage years. Right. Are you surviving? Is it going well? Yeah, yeah. So far, it's not too bad. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, my son, he's uh, turning 11 very soon. So yeah, still, um, still quite busy with them. But it is a different period now mm. to... Obviously, when they're newborns yes. and then they're toddlers. So, yeah, it's it's just a different stage. I like, uh, so mine's are uh, nine and 11. And I think um, I like how independent they can be. Mm. Do you remember how dependent they were? And yeah, you literally couldn't blink exactly. because there's all sorts of things going I on. I kind of miss it as well sometimes, mm. you know, when things are operating without me. I mean, I remember there was one night they were both in their rooms doing mm. homework and I was sat downstairs on my own and... I was like, the silence was quite crippling oh, no. and it made me realize, wow, we're in a real different stage mm. of our family lives now. And yeah. it takes a bit of getting used to, but I think there's beauty in every stage. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. For, for me, I'm a really touchy feely person. So like the, the thing that I'm really struggling with now is when I drop them off anywhere, there's no hug anymore. Uh, there's no kiss. There's just like, dad. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. And so obviously your name's Sophia. Do you know what it means? I do. Sophia means wisdom. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a wise old owl. <laughs> I'd say you're pretty wise from my experience interacting with you. I'd like to think so. I'm definitely getting wiser the older I'm getting. Nice. So yeah, maybe it's it's true to my name. Good. And that's the right direction, you know. You don't want to go in the other direction no, as you get older. exactly. Become more of a fool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So thinking back to when you were a young lass, I think they say up north. Um, do you remember <laughs> what you wanted to be? Do you remember, did you have any aspirations about ambition in terms of career, etc.? When I was young, I 
wasn't very aspirational mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Um, I come from a very traditional South Asian household. Mm-hmm. My mum was a housewife and all the women in my life, my aunts, um, from both my mum's side and my dad's side, they were all housewives. Right. Nobody was working. Nobody had a career. So if I'm completely honest, I assumed that is what would become of me. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, there was one moment during my childhood where it kind of made me realise, ah, maybe that's not the case. Right. And credit to my mum for this flippant moment, which she doesn't remember, okay. but it was very um, defining for me. I remember I was um, walking to school with my mum and I must have been about 10. It was my last year at primary school. And next door to the school was a college. Mm-hmm. And I saw an Asian girl, I say girl, she's probably about 18, driving out of the college in a red convertible. Oh, wow. And that was the first time I'd ever seen an image like that. Mm. So it was like, to me, it portrayed independence, Mm -hmm. success. She was different. Like, you know, in Sunderland, there weren't many South Asians full stop. Right, right. But to see one driving out of a college in a car like that with the roof down, I was just like, what? Like, what is this? Mm. And I remember saying to my mom, like, mom, look at her. And my mum just went, well, you know, if you work hard, you can have that. Oh, wow. So for me, that was the moment when I realised, ah, there, there is an opportunity to do something. Yes. To be something different. And then I knew hard work was kind mm. of the prerequisite. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, prerequisite. Prerequisite, yeah. So I never forget that moment. My mum doesn't remember it at all, remember. obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I'm quite impressed that my mum said that. Yeah, yeah. So from that moment, I was like, oh, okay, so hard work equals something other than mm. the norm. Yeah, Which, like sure. I said, was always seeing my mums and aunties as housewives. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. But it made me realise, ah, there could be more. Mm. That's really interesting because I think... You know, some of the um, women that I speak to sometimes speak down on being a housewife or being a full-time, you know, uh, you know, carer of kids, et cetera, et cetera. It's the most important job it's in so the world. It's so important, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember when I had to put my children into nursery because mm-hmm. I was working full-time, the guilt mm-hmm. and the shame that I felt because I felt like I was failing. Right. Uh, I felt like I should be bringing them up. I should mm. not be putting them in nursery. Mm. I should be at home. And, you know, the word should comes with a, it brings a lot of emotions mm. because what does should mean? Yeah. Who defines should? Sure. So I, I get that, but no, I think being a housewife is the most important job in the world mm. and I think it's underrated. Yeah, I, well, I'm glad you said that. I really think so as well. I think it's really important to have, um, you know, a heart, they say a heart of a house is, is the mum, you know, yeah. is the wife. And um, and whilst, you know, different people do different different things and there's no judgment to any of it, it's just important to recognise that it is an important role. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and then we can... What I do. So um, the, the day job, mm-hmm. um, I work full-time as a project manager mm-hmm. for one of the biggest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the day job. Mm-hmm. 
even though I work full time and mm. I actually love my day job and it's done a lot for me, my heart is obviously with with what I've created mm. and what I'm trying to do. Okay, tell us a little bit about Roti Box. So Roti Box is a box. <laughs> it's been designed for people who don't like to make roti because mm -hmm. of the mess. So roti, in case people don't know, mm -hmm. it's another word for chapatis. Yep. It's a staple food in the South Asian diet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up eating it yep. twice Same. a day. <laughs> well, maybe not twice, but yeah. yeah I grew you, up you eating it twice a day and almost every South Asian out there mm. has it on a regular basis. And what happens is the way that you make it, there's a lot of floury mess involved. And it's enough to put people off making it. Right. So what Roti Box does is it allows you to make the, the rotis in the box. And when you're finished, you just leave your flour, you leave your rolling pin. It's kind of like a workstation. Right. You just shut the lid and you're done. You don't have to worry about the hassle and the stress of cleaning up the floury mm. mess that you normally would on a kitchen worktop. Yeah, yeah. Everything's kind of self-contained. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, you know, the, the strap line is roti without the mess. Nice. And it's designed to, to make life easier. Full-time working mom, two young kids. Yep, yep. I know what it's like. It is hard. And any shortcut that you can take, mm -hmm. I believe, take it, grab it with two hands. Yeah, yeah. Again, in our South Asian culture, sometimes there's this, there's this thing about if you do something the easy way, that it's not the right way. Right, yes, yes. Um, there's something about working harder and not mm. smarter, which completely goes against what I believe. I'm like, no, I want to work smarter. Oh, absolutely. I want to have more time to do the things that I love. Mm. So if that means I don't have to clear up the flowery mess off the worktop and I can go and sit down with my family yeah, yeah. and join them for dinner or even grab a cup of tea, then I'm, I'm going to do it. That's a win, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's this whole idea about atomic habits where – you do everything you can in order to make the thing that's a little bit grilling to do that much easier, exactly. you're more likely to do it. Yeah, so it yeah. sounds like that fits, you know, in line with what you've produced. There, yeah, yeah. There's also this thing about, you know, I'm very passionate about South Asian culture mm -hmm. and the children, you know, like my children, the next generation, and I feel partly responsible. I can speak for myself. I feel like the culture's been diluted slightly. Right. Um, it's very different to when I was growing up. I remember going around to aunties and uncles' houses, having sleepovers, mm. hundreds of cousins there, everybody <laughs> sharing a room, yeah. watching Bollywood movies, all eating together. Everything's so different now. Mm. I feel like we only wear the clothes on special occasions. Right. I feel like we don't get together as much as we used to. Mm. We don't watch the Bollywood movies, at least the children don't, like we used to all, they've, you know, they've got to have subtitles on because they don't understand the yeah, language. Sure. And I feel like, you know, food-wise, I feel like I'm making a contribution to, nice. to keeping our culture alive and yeah. trying to make it as easy as possible to keep that link. Was there like a, a eureka moment that you thought, oh yeah, this is going to solve this issue? Um, or was it sort of, you know, where did the spark come from, I guess? The, sp the spark, believe it or not... The real story behind it starts in 1976. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the real story. When when my mom came to this country from Pakistan, mm -hmm. she married my dad literally the next day. Wow. Who she'd met for the first time. 
which was the norm back then. So you can't Things have say, changed, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah, changed yeah. a lot. Mm. So she married me dad and, you know, she's left our family, everything she's known thousands of miles away. She's oh. now in the UK, married to a stranger. And she was thrust into a family of 12 people. 12. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, traditionally back then, rightly or wrongly so, a lot of the weight fell on the daughter-in-law's shoulders. Right. So she was making roti morning, noon and night for 12 people, all at different times. And quite simply, the mess was driving her berserk. Mm. So at at some point she, she said to my dad, like, all I'm doing is cleaning up mess just to make it again. Mm. Is there anything you can do? Now, my dad's always been a mechanic. Right. He's a problem solver. Uh, engineering mind. Yeah, 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 always. So he made her a, a wooden box. Okay. And so she'd use this wooden box to, to make the rutties in and close the lid, job done. But then that wooden box basically spread around the whole family. Every aunt had it from both sides. <laughs> so when I grew up, that's how I thought you made roti. Right. I'd never seen Didn't anything. anything no, no, oh, I hadn't seen amazing. anything different. And it wasn't until I left home, my dad made me a wooden box. Mm-hmm. And when people would come to my house and see me making roti, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah, sure. So I always knew like there's potential to, to build on this. Mm. There's, there's a potential business in this. Right. Uh, you know, there might be other people out there who don't like the mess. Mm. But at that time, I didn't have it in me uh, to start a business. It was just like a, a thought in my mind. Right. There was absolutely no way that I could do something like that. Mm. Um, and then... When you say there was no way you could do something like that, do you remember the emotion or the feeling or the thought? It was that just like, you? I can't do that. Okay. People like me right. don't do things like that. Ah, interesting. It was just a lack of self-belief, mm. no confidence. Mm. And it was quite simply, quite simply, people like me don't do things like that. Right. That's out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. I can't start my own business. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm. It was about six years ago, a very good friend of mine introduced me to personal development. Right. And that's when the way that I thought about myself completely changed. Amazing. And I was, you know, this this is not to place blame on my parents. They did the best that they could with what they knew. Sure. And I think it's quite typical of a lot of South Asian households. Again, I'm generalizing. We're brought up in a very safe, protected environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate. Because, you know, they they had a hard life, so they wanted us to have the secure job and all that. Which is great, you it's, know. Their intentions were good. Exactly. They wanted to make sure we didn't struggle as yeah. much as they did. Yeah, I get exactly. that. Exactly. So, you know, my parents were very big on education, very mm. big on getting a, a good job and yeah. earning good money. But what that does is that makes you very risk adverse. Sure. What they're not going to ever do is encourage you to have a dream, chase a dream, <laughs> take risks, because mm. they want you to be safe and protected and just get your education, get a job, that's yeah, fine. Because yep. to them, it's more than they had. Yeah, absolutely. To them, that's the easy life. Because, you know, my dad was working seven days a week. Mm. So growing up in an environment, it was a, there was a heavy negative charge. Sure. And what that does is makes you believe, I can't do that. Right, right. In a very simplistic term. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I'm keeping mm. it very simple. So when I got into personal development... 
started learning a different way to think right instead of thinking well that's never going to work out which mm. is my default setting right it was well, what if it does work out or well everyone's going to think that's complete rubbish mm. or what if somebody thinks that's absolutely brilliant mm. so started to change the way that i think amazing and that was and is that was that you sorry I, I, this is where i like drilling down um is that you having a moment saying, actually, what if it does work out? Or is that you going and reading some stuff and going, oh, here's a different mindset that I can apply to? It comes hand in hand, doesn't it? Because right. when, you, when you're reading positive things, mm. it takes time. You're planting seeds in your mind. Sure. And if you keep reading and keep, keep absorbing that type of information, it's not just reading. Mm. You keep watching, you know, Positive influences, Tony Robbins, Les Browns, all the great motivators out there. If you're just constantly exposing yourself to positive material, sure, eventually it is gonna creep in there. I mean, I've done lots of courses. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a bit of a junkie when it comes to courses. <laughs> Love it. Anything. A lot of them were free, actually, mm-hmm. but I would go, you'd end up getting a free book. Mm-hmm. I'd read that, learn more about it. Yeah. I did NLP. Oh, nice. The more and more I got into it, the more I realized that this is all in my mind. Yeah, yeah. This strong. is not true. Mm. It's just blocks mm. and they're preventing me from progressing. Yeah. And the more and more I got into it, some of those blocks were so deeply embedded, you know, from childhood that... I'm not afraid to admit because it might help somebody. Mm. I had to get therapy. Mm. Yeah. I had to get therapy and that then opens up another can of worms, which you didn't even know were there. Yeah. You get the stuff you don't know about, you don't know about. Exactly. Exactly. So you just kind of, as they say, peel the onion and you go further and further in Mm. and all this stuff with your mind and personal development you can't just do it once. You can't just read a book and think, oh, that's it. I'm cured. Yeah, tick box. Yeah. It's, it's like working out. It's mm-hmm. like t- taking a shower. You've got to mm. keep taking a shower to stay clean. Yeah. You've got to keep working out to stay fit. Mm. Otherwise, it all just mm. stops working. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. Sorry, yeah. I don't even remember what your question was. Do you know what? Was, I don't, I don't either, know but I really like it. where we've got to. That was really good. No, really good. Uh, well, you know, we're talking about mindset now. We're talking about, you know, personal development and, and, and moving forward. Um, I like what you, you know, you, I think it might have been a throwaway comment, but like you're a bit of a uh, course junkie, you said there. And I think there's something in that. Once you, you know, develop something that you're struggling with, it's like a, it's like a boost to your system that then, you know, motivates and energizes you to to go, well, what else can I sort well, out? Yeah. What else can I do, you know? Because once you start thinking differently, mm. it is without sounding too dramatic like being reborn. Yeah, yeah. You see things in a different way. Mm. The world appears. Again, I'm sounding very dramatic, no, but it's not the at truth. All. It's true. Yeah, yeah. When you've lived in restrictions mm. and limitations and negativity and darkness, and then you see the upside of it, it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm. And then you can't get enough. Yes. You want to learn more. Yeah, you yeah. want to change more mm. and uh, do more good. Because then you start believing in yourself. You do. And I think it touches on into your own personal fulfillment as well. So all of a sudden, the surface level stuff doesn't give you that joy anymore, like deep joy. Whereas as you're progressing and moving and going in a direction, going towards maybe a noble cause or something like that, you start to come alive. And then everything 
in your life starts to have flavor, you know, mm-hmm. start to get a zest. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> well, I feel like we really got to know you with that question. I was thinking we go uh, in a different direction. And it was there a movie or a book or something that, you know, that comes to mind that really helped you grow in, in you know, in the area of courage in your life? There was a movie mm-hmm. which if this movie didn't exist, it would... I would never have launched my business. Oh, wow. Okay. This sounds good. So this is during the time where I was getting into personal development mm-hmm. and my mind was changing and I was being a bit more positive about things and believing, yeah, things can happen. And yes, you should have dreams. And yes, you should have a, a right to chase that dream. Mm-hmm. And most importantly of all, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So this is where I was right. from being in a very negative place. Mm-hmm. and. There was one weekend where my husband was away. So I was like, the kids were in bed. I put a movie on. Netflix, there was a movie called Joy. Okay. So I watched this movie called Joy. I put it on really late, around 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. And the movie is a true story about the woman who invented the supermop. Oh, wow. So I watched this movie. By the time the movie had finished, that was it. The decision was made. Right. And that was the moment when I went, I am going to launch Roti Box. It's done. Wow. It's done. So the, the rest was all execution. So I think it was about one or two in the morning. I got my laptop out and I started writing a brief. Oh, that night. That night. <laughs> that night. Because I was so buzzing. I watched mm. that movie and I felt so inspired. I felt mm. like if that woman can do it, I can do it. Right. She had an idea. Yes, her journey wasn't easy, but I just felt like, look what happened Mm. to her on her journey. And I just thought, I've got to try. Yes, it might not work out, but what I don't want to do is look back when I'm 60-something and wonder Mm. what would have happened if. Mm. So that was it. I made the decision. I'm doing it. Was there something in the movie that you know, a pivotal moment or something where you just were like, oh my gosh. It was the end moment. She's basically the CEO of a multi-million company and people are coming to her Mm. with ideas and she was able to invest in them and change their lives and help them. In addition to her whole journey from nobody believing in her, Mm. in her product what she had to sacrifice and struggle to get there. The, the whole movie was just amazing. Oh, cool. I might check it out. Yeah, no, it. definitely, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, that night I wrote the project brief. I'd always had the idea, remember, in the back of my mind, oh, yes. maybe there's something about this. So I thought, right, now's the time to find out. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this product brief, which was, you know, this is the size, this is the function, this is what it should do. And then I was like, right, what do I do with the product brief? Mm-hmm. Then I'm Googling. How do you make a product? So I was learning as I was going along, but that I went to sleep about 4 a.m. and I'd shot that brief off to about 20 suppliers in China. (laughs) Then that was it. Boom, done. And then that's when it all started. Amazing. Wow, what a story. It's really weird because no one's ever asked me that. Mm -hmm. Has there been a movie? And sometimes I'm fearful, like, it sounds so cheesy. I saw this movie called Joy. But it's the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why they make these movies. That's why they share true stories. Mm. And it, it worked. Yeah. It really did inspire me. Love it. Love it. I think as well, you know, we, we get, you know, I've caught you a couple of times when you said, like, 
drama, dramatic or, or cheesy or whatever. And, and sometimes we, it's almost like it's drilled into us not to have those kinds of moments or those kinds of stories because it's like uncool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, when you look at some of the great stories in life, it did take that moment, you know, that yeah. apple falling on, on the like head. It's like I said, it's the truth. It. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I, I just love your your um, your passion to stay up till four o'clock that morning and go, right, I'm going to do I something. I was just you know? buzzing because <laughs> I think making the decision is mm. the hardest part Yes. with anything in life. It's like people who are trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta lose weight. Mm-hmm. I'll start on Monday. But once you've make you you've got to do it with conviction. Yes. That's what sometimes is lacking. Mm-hmm. The real conviction, the real yeah. drive, the the desire and the need for change. Mm-hmm. And then acting on that, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah this it's so easy, isn't it, to have an idea or to have uh, intention. But then it just washes, not, not from any, you know, bad, you know, intention of, of, of not wanting to do it, but it kind of washes away with whatever challenge comes up. The yeah, kids, you exactly. know, spouse or something else or exactly. work commitments. So, oh, good on you. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say you're more introvert or extrovert? Or somewhere in between? I am somewhere in between, but if I had to choose, I'm definitely more extrovert. Right, okay. I like, yeah. So you get energy off other people. And I do, people. I do. And mm. I like to be... Again, I'm just going to be completely honest. Sure. I now like to be noticed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's got a lot to do with when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I liked to stay in the background. Right. I was, you know, I, I was the only brown girl in the whole school. Oh, wow. And when I look back now, you, you know, now we celebrate being different, being unique mm. and standing out. But back then, it's when mm. you were, when you're that age... From the age of five to the age of 16, the last thing you want to do is stand out. Absolutely. You're trying to fit in. Yeah, for sure. You're trying to fit in. And that was never going to happen with me. I was the brown girl in the school. I was the only girl who wore trousers. Mm-hmm. You know, my friends were all blonde, blue eyes, funky haircuts. I had the two plaits. <laughs> and I was never going to fit in. So I just stayed in the background. Mm. Definitely didn't have any confidence but now, like I said, worked on that. Yes. So now I'm like, I am definitely more extrovert. Why shouldn't I be? Yeah, why not? Yeah, if it's who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I think as well, you know, coming back to South Asian culture, you know, Indian culture, Pakistani culture in particular, there is this kind of like, you know, don't don't put a spotlight on yourself, you know, make, mm. you know, just be like everybody else and see what they're doing and then just fit in. But there's never really a call to shine, and, and, yeah. and generally speaking, it's, it's yeah. I mean, when I say I like to be noticed, what I mean is, if I'm at a network meeting, mm-hmm. I want to leave that meeting feeling like I've spoken to as many people as I could. Mm. It's not about look at me or, or show enough. Yeah, it's yeah. I wanted it to have been a valuable experience mm. for me and for others. Yeah, I'd like it if when I left, they think that was a nice person. Mm. I enjoyed meeting Sophia. Yeah. Something good came out of that. Yeah, That's what yeah. I mean. I don't want to slink out mm. and go, oh, that was awful. I I wish I'd done this. Exactly. Or this and that. Exactly. You know, and thinking, that's hard, you know, it's hard. You've got to push yourself. Yeah, you do. It's not an easy thing. Um, and I was going to say, I was thinking about, um, you know, you and what you mean to me in, in terms of how long I've known you. Um, and one of the things that really stands out about you um, is that you're, you're, you're a little bit no nonsense and you're kind of direct and you're really meaningful. And I know that when you, you know, when we've had conversations, there's always a sense of authenticity with you. And then I love the way that you empower people around you to, you know, take a step towards, you know, the things that, 
you know, uh, they're passionate about Thank and you. their dreams. And so, yeah, I just want to take a moment to say that because, um, yeah, I think you need to hear it. I cool. appreciate that. So in the same sort of way, are you logical? Would you say you're more logical or emotional? I'm a bit of both. Okay. I, I am a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much for me to bawl my eyes oh, out. So whether it's, even if something's funny, mm-hmm. I'll be bawling my eyes out. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. So I am emotional, but I'm, I am logical as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of feel like I have to say both. Sure. And I, I, I guess that uh, serves you well as a project manager as well. And then obviously as an entrepreneur in terms of the logical side of things. Yeah, yeah. And the emotional side keeps you human. Keeps the you emotional side, though, I am getting better at mastering that mm. because sometimes what a, what a great word mastering yeah i'm getting better at mastering that because obviously when you're emotional i, I call it crazy fog crazy fog like you're, you're not thinking straight mm. and i am getting better at taking a step back or if i've written that email in fury mm-hmm. save as draft yes nice. come back to it tomorrow and you're like oh my now i'm being logical right now the emotion's gone now i can think Mm-hmm. with a with a clear head so i am definitely both okay. and i'm getting better at mastering the emotions like it like it all right um uh would you say you're a kind of i think i know the answer to this but do you think you're a make it happen sort of person or a go with the flow sort of definitely person? make it happen yes all right we can move past <laughs> that i think your life uh, is a good evidence of that um here's a, here's a here's a here's a fun question what's a good compliment that's been said about you I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to anyone who's ever complimented me if I sit here now dissecting (laughs) what was the best compliment. What I'm better at doing is accepting compliments. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a woman thing or a human thing, but somebody would give you a compliment that makes you feel good. Mm. And when you feel like, well, I'm not worthy of feeling good, Mm. you instantly try to bring that feeling back down. Right. Back to base. So I'll give you an example. Somebody would say to me, oh, I love your top. And my instant reaction would be, oh, it's only from Primark. Or, <laughs> oh, I got it in the sale. Yeah. She didn't ask me where I got it from. Mm. She said she liked my top. Mm. But there's, there's, there's something in you which thinks subconsciously, mm. I don't deserve this compliment. Why yes. should I feel good about myself? Mm. So I'm just going to bring it back down. I don't do that anymore. That's good. On Monday, I had a meeting and uh, it was in Leicester, actually. The receptionist had to come and let me in through the door. And she said, oh, your hair looks lovely. And I just went, thank you very much. Nice. Inside, what I wanted to say was, oh, it's because I washed it last night and it's only the fabulous big hair roller. I did it myself. I was like, no, thank you very much. Nice. So I'm getting there. I like it. I like. And, it, and again, you know, it takes effort, doesn't it, yeah. to do that? But I, I do like, obviously, when people, I like being known for my honesty. Mm. That means the world to me. Mm. And I was in a group of friends once and somebody was saying something. Oh, she's just saying that to make you happy. And, and my friend turned around and said, there's one thing I can say about Sophie. Mm. She does not say things to make me happy. If you want the truth, you go to her. Nice. Yeah. So I guess I have answered your question. That's a great, that's a great compliment. Yeah, that's a good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm grateful for any compliment. I'll just take them. You've taken. What would you say people misunderstand about you? I think when I originally moved down south, I didn't realise that my northern culture could be 
misinterpreted. Okay. And I've had to learn, depending on who I'm with and where I am, to tone it down. So, for right. example, at home in Sunderland with my family and my friends, we take the mick out of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you could come in looking dapper, mm-hmm. but the first thing your family member will do is insult you. But in it's just banter. Like a term of endearment. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing. it's just yeah. banter. You go to work, people are like, oh, that shirt's horrible, that is. Mm-hmm. And it's just a joke. You, you mm. then fire something back at them. Mm. So like I said, up north, we don't take things too seriously. Everything's jokey, lighthearted. Right. And I'm very straight talking. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, sometimes with the wrong people who don't know what I'm like, mm-hmm. that can be misunderstood right. as too blunt perhaps bordering on rude. Mm-hmm. Now, I I don't like rude people. I can, you know, so to know that I've been misunderstood in that way mm. is is not a good feeling. So sure. I'm a little bit more wary now of how I might be coming across. Okay. There's a there's a song actually, uh, the the chorus is, I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Oh, right. And okay. I feel like that's my theme tune. That's your theme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think in that as well, you know, we live in a world where everyone's offended about everything. So it's kind of like you have to have your, your space this and your boundaries. This is before people are getting this offended. Is before, all right, this is before. Um, but I think, you know, yeah, I think you've got to be yourself as much as possible with yeah. a bit of mindfulness, I guess, exactly. but not to the point where you can't say anything. That's the, a great way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. I am a lover of productivity. Love getting things done. Um, do you have any tips or do you have a system? One or two things maybe you could share with people that helps you sort of step forward, step forward and get things done. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I've um, always been on and off mm-hmm. with routines and discipline. I read a book called The Miracle Morning, which I know you've read too. And in that book was like a 30-day challenge. I smashed the 30-day challenge, but then I just, you know, mm-hmm. came off it. On again, off again, on again, off again. But I can say that for the past, since the beginning of this year, yeah, so 11 months, oh, I've amazing. I've managed to stick to a routine that works for me. Right. So I am an early starter. Mm-hmm. I do have to wake up early just for my mind to, to be the most, to, to be at its best, for me to be at my best. Okay. Now, and is that because everyone else is asleep and you've got that time to yourself? Or is there something more about? I think it's just like a routine that I do in the morning, mm-hmm. which sets me up for the day. Right. Now, for that morning routine to be successful, I have to do the routine in the evening. Interesting. So let me give you an example. Everybody aims to wake up early and mm-hmm. be super productive. Mm-hmm. And what stops you is... You kind of get up in the morning, quite simply, Mm. that alarm goes off and you're like, oh, I'm too tired. (laughs) Or you'll do it for one day. You'll do it for two days. By day three, you're like, forget this. Mm. That's what would would happen with me. So then I realized when you've had enough sleep, you wake up fine. Mm. You don't have that feeling of, oh, I can't get out of bed. I want to wake up with energy, Mm. ready to smash the day out. So it's like, how can I have that feeling at 6 a.m.? Yes. 
So in Hal Elrod's uh, book, he says that it's all in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then I watched this YouTube clip of Oprah Winfrey. Right. And that's what helped me. She basically said, you can train your mind to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, if you're going somewhere on holiday and your flight's at six o'clock and you've got to get up at 4 a.m., mm -hmm. you know it's like that night trying to sleep. Yeah. You can't, you can't sleep. sleep. <laughs> you've went to bed, you've put your alarm on, mm -hmm. your alarm's going to wake you up at four, mm -hmm. but still every hour, what time is it? Yeah. What time is it? What yeah. time is it? Because your brain mm -hmm. knows, your subconscious, I've got to be up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you're scared that you're not going to get up, even mm. though you've put every measure in place, yeah, 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 yeah. like your alarm. So I thought what she said was really powerful. Mm. So I am now at the stage, I wake up every morning at 6 a.m. with no alarm. Amazing. What, with no alarm? With no alarm. With no alarm. Today was 5.55. Nice. 5.55. So. That's because you're coming to go encourage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've kind of trained my mind and this is through the affirmations that I read mm -hmm. before I fall asleep. Right. So I've got a series of affirmations. Mm -hmm. um, affirmations, I know people are in, they're not sure, but my affirmations are all tailored to me. Sure. And they're evidence-based. Right. So if I'm seeing an affirmation like, I, know, I, I would never say I am happy. Sure. I would put a little bit more context behind it. Mm. I would say things like, I've got a good husband, a good job. I'd, I'd list things that I'm grateful for. Mm. Therefore, I feel happiness. Mm. So I like to attach a bit of proof to it. Yeah, definitely. Rather than just saying, I am happy. I am this. I am that. Yeah. I think it's really important to have a little bit of evidence mm. to support your affirmation. I know and that grounds it in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Or if you do want to read a short and snappy statement, at least think about why. Mm. Have you got the proof? Yeah. No point saying... I am thin when you're three stone overweight. Mm. It's simply not true. Mm. But what you can say is I am aiming to be fitter and healthier Sure. because three years ago I was able to lose this weight and yeah. I can do it again. Yeah. So I'm very careful with how I word it. Mm. One of the affirmations is I will wake up in the morning for my Fajr prayer. So Fajr mm. prayers, you got to read it before the sun rises. Right with energy and excitement okay. and that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Mm. So the nighttime ritual is very important in order for the morning ritual to be successful. Right, right. Yeah. And when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is my prayer. Mm -hmm. That's my time with God and I let it all out, you know, gratitude, uh, desires. And yeah, I, I have that one-on-one -on -one time meditate, I read a chapter of a book, mm -hmm. I'll go for a run, I've started getting into running. And that's my morning. And it's brilliant because mm. even when I finished, I have all this spare time before I've got to wake the kids yeah, up. Absolutely. And I'm not tired. And, and and another layer to that as well. And I've seen some of your Instagram stories when you are out running and you've, you know, said, look, the sun's come out and things like that. Um it actually inspires other people as well. well that's why you know? I share it. I, mm. I it's Instagram stories is very difficult for me because there's a fine line between trying to share things to be helpful mm. and coming across as showing Look off. Look at my life, yeah, yeah. And I never want to do that because mm. sometimes that can make people feel bad about themselves and sure. I would never, ever want to contribute to anybody feeling like that. Yeah. So I hope that people see that what I do share 
is with the intention to help or inspire or add value. But other than what I've shared already, an app which helps me is called Structured. Okay. And my life is based on that app. Okay. It's a breakdown by hour mm-hmm. from wake up, wash up, mm-hmm. pray. Mm-hmm. Everything is in that app. Amazing. And I love ticking things off. Yeah. And then it gives you momentum to keep yeah, going yeah. through. Amazing. Exactly. I, I just want to say as well, you know, uh, Miracle Morning, uh, I know there's quite a few videos on the Going Courage channel about Miracle Morning. And it was actually Sophia who uh, recommended Miracle Morning to me. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, did the 30 day challenge and then documented it and put it on, on the YouTube channel. Um, and then since then it hasn't been, I haven't done it every single day, but, um, I use it as a resource and a tool to get me back into a rhythm. And then, like you said, tailoring the thing so that it's meaningful to me. And then that gives you the motivation to keep going and keep getting productive as well. And I was never a morning person ever no same and now i can't lie in yeah <laughs> i don't want to lie in. i you know. know it's funny isn't it mm. <laughs> it's hilarious like i'm the first one up all the time and everyone else is like oh but i'm like no i don't do it i don't do it for yeah. anybody else but myself and the peace that it brings to yeah you yeah to set you up for the day exactly and you know on the odd occasion where you've had a rough day a r- you didn't go to sleep till 4 a.m and you mm. think you know what i'm gonna sleep today and you wake up at nine just feel awful mm just feel awful and just think you know what I should have pushed myself and just done it anyway I would have been fine and I just feel like the whole day kind of spirals out of control Mm. because I I didn't do my normal habits in Mm. the morning so no you know I'm grateful so far so good good no I'm glad I love it I, I, I just think I think courage and productivity work really hand in hand and is actually on one of the first podcasts uh, which you can find on the channel. Um, we talked about courage being the result of taking action. And so the two work Absolutely. really well together. Yeah. You know? So Sophia, I wanted to ask you about the word courage. What comes to mind? I, th- I see you as a very courageous person, by the way, which is why you're ongoing courage today. Thank you. Um, but what comes to mind to you when you think of the word courage? What kind of things come to mind? Immediately, bravery. Mm. Bravery, yeah. Bravery and being afraid of something, mm-hmm. but still taking action. Nice. That is courage. And there's a only fools and horses quote, which I use on a regular basis, which is he who dares wins. Mm. And that's what it's all about. In every scenario, you know, we're human beings. We are built to be fearful. Sure. And you can let the fear consume you and restrict you, or you can just bypass it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a very famous book by Susan Jeffries, Feel the Fear and Do It, Do anyway. it anyway. Yeah. And there's another quote, which is, um, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all true. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It is not easy being courageous. It's mm-hmm. not easy taking action. Mm-hmm. But that's how I would define yeah, it. That's good. It's really strong. I think as well, when you feed into your fear, you kind of, find yourself in a rhythm that keeps feeding into your fear. Yeah. Whereas if you take a, an, a, you know, an action towards courage, uh, it does the opposite. You start to slowly. Yeah, fear can completely consume you and debilitate you. Mm. So you have to, like I said, fight past it yeah. and take action. That's the key. Yeah. Don't overthink stuff because that just brings you back. That's the killer, mm-hmm. the overthinking. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you think? Well, I think we've just touched on that. You know, what stops people being courageous? 
Um, so that might be some of that overthinking. It might be some of that sort of living in the fear yeah. and not thinking that they can do it. What, what stops people being courageous? I've actually got quite an interesting story. Oh, yeah, please. Share. About uh, being afraid of something. It was a couple of years ago. We went to, um, I was getting mixed up between Thorpe Park and Chessington. It was Chessington. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you walk into the theme park, the very first ride that's there, it's called, dra- I think it's called oh, the word yes. Dragon. Dragon Fury, I think it is. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. the first one. Yeah. And we walked in and the kids were like, we're going on that. And I just looked at it and I went, well, it's out of the question. You can go on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going on it. It was just done. I'm not going on that. Look mm-hmm. at it. And so my poor husband, Oz, you know, whether he likes it or not, he's going <laughs> to get the short straw. He's yeah. going on with the kids. So, yeah, it was like a done deal. I was like, okay, you guys go stand in the queue for an hour, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm just going to potter around. So I was walking about and I remember I went to the toilet and I remember I was washing my hands and, uh, and then I don't know why, just something clicked in me. And it was like, your kids are going on a ride that you are too scared to go on. <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen? Mm. What do you think is going to happen on this ride? Do you think you're going to die? Mm. Loads of people are coming on and off this ride. They haven't died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what kind of example are you setting to your kids? You've You've just like chickened out and left them to it. So then, bang, made the decision, Mm -hmm. done. I am going on that ride no matter what. And then I stopped thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking of the reasons. I don't want to go on this ride. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going on this ride. That's it. That's all I'm going to say to myself. So I remember I had to, you know, squeeze past all these people to catch up to them in the queue. Right. Excuse me, excuse me. And I got to where they were and I was like, I'm coming on the ride. And the kids were over the moon. And so I'm standing there. And then all I was doing during that waiting time was reassuring myself that I made the correct decision. Right. I'd say little toddlers coming off the ride, <laughs> you people twice yeah. my age. And I'd be like, well, they went on the ride and they're fine. Mm-hmm. A little seven-year-old's fine. So it was all about reassurance. And of course, when I got on the ride, mm. of course, I was terrified my heart was coming out of my chest, mm. closed my eyes. But after it finished, let's go on that again. Wow. That's wow. like one of the best rides I've ever been on. Amazing. And we had a similar experience in a, in a water park where mm. when we got to the front, it was called the Black Tunnel. Right. All me and the two kids, we, we just chickened out. Mm. We just chickened out. We were like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Then I was like, look, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. And we went on that ride seven times. Oh, wow. So the fear is just a feeling. Mm. Uh, there's an acronym actually, which I learned on a course, which is false expectations mm-hmm. appear real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It appears yeah. real. Mm. It's just a feeling. It's not real. Somebody punches you in the face, it's going to hurt. That's real. That's real, yeah, yeah. But the fear that you're feeling is not real. Mm. You've got to do it anyway and then stop thinking about it yeah. and just take action. Yeah. It's like a tunnel vision then. I've made the decision. I'm going to do it mm. and just go for and it. Just do it. Go just for it. Just do it. Don't yeah. overthink it. And then the feeling like, you know, you touched on there And then as look well at afterwards. the reward. Exactly. Yeah. So seven times you went on the other one. Exactly. Uh, the Dragon Fury wanted to go yeah, on it again. Yeah. And because I'd went on the Dragon Fury ride mm. first, it was the first uh, ride when you walk in. That's right. Yeah. I was not afraid of any other mm. ride in that theme park. Yeah. So that's what they say. You grow 
outside of your comfort yes, zone. Yes, absolutely. Push myself outside of my comfort zone and then I could, I could tackle more things. Mm. So it's true. There's another quote that says, the only thing, oh, I can't remember it now, but it, it talks about the thing that you're scared of is fear itself. The only thing, sorry, the only thing to fear is the fear itself. itself. Is that what you said earlier yeah. on? And so, so, so with that as well, you've, you know, you've shown that with that story as well. Once you got past the fear, the actual thing was super enjoyable. Like, exactly. It was, like, it was exhilarating. Yeah, yeah. It was like, this is incredible. Mm. Had a magical moment with my family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had fun. We had joy. And to think I would have missed out on that because mm. I was a bit scared. Because you're a bit scared. And then your, your children as well, you know, they might go through something in 10 years and remember that moment. Oh, mum, mum faced a fear. If mum can do it, I can do yeah. it. You know, that kind of thing that we can't even see those things. Exactly. You know? um, yeah. Exactly. Um, I've known you for many years. I'm inspired by your courageous attitude in different areas. Um, so I thought I could ask you about two. Uh, one of them is growing up in the UK. You touched on it a little bit before as a person of colour. Um, you know, were there obstacles that you felt that you had to overcome? And, and, and you know, talking to you to, today, you know, we're, we're learning that it was much later in life that you started looking at personal development and things like that. But if you, if you rewind back to when you were younger, were there obstacles that, that pushed you to be courageous when you, were, when you were young? Well, you said you were the only brown girl in the whole school, which, yeah. is, which is very extreme, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can think of examples where I was courageous. I think... To survive, mm-hmm. I had to just kind of go along with it. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of uh, race, racial attacks. Right. And now if somebody was to say something to me, I'd mm-hmm. come back at them. Right. But back then I would just accept it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think back to that time, I'm so frustrated at how weak I was and why mm-hmm. didn't I stand up for myself? But I was in such an unusual environment where when you are literally the only one there. Yeah, sure. You just, you kind of feel like you deserve it. If I'm uh, quite honest, you'd sit there and think, and, well, I am different. And, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I, we do eat this food. And you just feel like every, every, every bit of negative experience that you're going through is you, you deserve it. Because you, because you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I was courageous. But I did what I had to do to survive. So I wouldn't go home crying. I'd just take it on the chin mm. and accept it, which I don't know if it is the right thing to do. And maybe there is a, yeah, I just I just accepted it and got on as best as I could. Because what was the alternative? Mm. What was the alternative? Scra- uh, you know, scream, cry, go to the teachers. They're not bothered. Mm. So you just had to... I had to accept it was like a way of life. And it right. took me a long time to come out of that thought process. Sure, sure. I remember I was in Marlow at the weekend in a right. running shop okay. and I walked in and even now I still get that feeling of I'm the only brown person here mm. and I feel like I don't belong. Now at this age. Yeah, in 2022 in yeah, the UK. It's my default setting. Yeah. And the guy who worked there, he asked me a question, you know, what's your problem with your current shoes? And I told him and a woman overheard and she started helping me, just a customer. Right. And I remember thinking, oh God, she's speaking to me. Mm. Why shouldn't she speak to me? Mm. So I've still got that embedded in yeah. me and I have to work hard to go like, of course she's speaking to me. Why shouldn't she speak yeah. to me? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So honestly, Rick's, I, I wish I had some amazing answer, but 
at that stage in my life, I, 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 I can't think of anywhere where mm. I did display courage. I was lucky to have some good friends who on odd occasions would mm. step up right. for me, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't have the, the courage then. I was mm. too introvert, shy, scared, yeah. and really deserved that, yeah, I shouldn't be here. Your mind was more about maybe they're right. Maybe yeah, you know, yeah, um, and I'm, I'm, I feel bad. It's not the answer you were looking no, for. No, no, I'm, I'm just looking for truth. I'm looking for you know your your real world experience and stuff like that. I think um, you know there's always something that someone can relate to in terms of what that feels like and and how to handle that. Yeah, but you know, fast forward uh, X number of years <laughs> and uh, how the world's changed. How yeah. well, especially in the UK. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and this part of you know my children now, when I look at them and go. I'm so grateful that they don't have to go through some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, as they explore, yeah. you know, their skin colour and what they look I'll like. I'll tell you what was a incredible moment. It was the day uh, my daughter came home from primary school. They'd been mm. learning something and she said to me, what's racism? Oh, wow. That's like... That's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I felt bad for having to explain what it was. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't even want to tell you what it is, mm. you know, because you're in this beautiful world where... It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, so look how far we've come along. That's a long way. That's <laughs> a long way. And a lot of people who've been involved in that, you know. On, yeah. Uh, on all, all sides of the races, you know. So um, amazing. Wow. It's a bit emotional. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was going to ask you a bit about Roti Box, but Roti Box, saying it Western there. Yeah. Um, which is, by the way, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> And I just thought it might be quite interesting just to see if there's any insight that you could give maybe somebody at home who's who's thinking that maybe they've had an idea or they're looking for ideas to solve a problem, yeah, but yeah. they're just thinking, not me. I'm just, yeah. I can't do this. You know? Yeah. I mean, I thought the exact same thing. And once I overcame that mm. challenge, I did not know what was ahead of me. Mm. The real work began. You know, I told you I wrote the brief and mm. it went off to China. So from writing that brief mm-hmm. to me actually being able to sell the product took four years. Four years, wow. Four years. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Mm. The project died at least three times. And all the time I was conflicted one part of me was saying just give up Mm. is it worth it is it worth it why you you know I thought am I flogging a dead horse here right is this not meant to be should I just give up Mm. because I was overcoming one battle it was like uh, one step forward two steps back and it was continuous mm. and it was exhausting. But I kept going, I kept going, I kept going. But when you've done that about seven times and it's still happening, mm. you, you start thinking, because I'm a very spiritual person, obviously I'm a very religious person, I start right. thinking, maybe this isn't meant to be. Right. Maybe this is a sign from God saying, mm-hmm. give up. Maybe I should just give up. Maybe something bad will come from this. Right. So then your mind starts taking you there. Mm. But then the flip side was, well, why did God put this dream in my heart? Mm. And there's a quote, actually. It says, God would not have put a dream in your heart without a reason. 
Right. And I had it on my wall the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that. And then I met uh, a nice lady who told me something. It sounds really simple, but I'd never heard it before. Mm. And she was like, you're just being tested. How badly do you want it? Wow. Simple but powerful. Simple but powerful. Yeah. You're being tested. God's testing you. How mm. badly do you want it? So I was, then I ran with that thought. I had a choice, didn't I? I had a choice. Oh, I'm jinxed. Things keep going wrong. Mm. It's not meant to be. Just leave it. Mm. It's not for you. Just you, you tried. It didn't work out. Nobody can say you didn't try. Yeah. You you didn't give up for four years. Just leave it now. So I'm going to work out. Or just keep going. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you did this. You're just being tested. Mm-hmm. And I chose that path. But I could write a book on so everything incredible. that went wrong. And then when I finally did launch, mm-hmm. that came with a whole set of problems. Right. I thought, yes, I've done it finally. And I don't know if I was naive. I just assumed everybody would think it's a great idea. And the mm-hmm. ones that didn't would just scroll along or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I started getting a lot of negative comments, trolls, absolutely annihilating me. Now, in my wow. mind, I see a lot of products on the internet. Some are for me and some are not for, mm. for me. Just scroll along. And let's be honest, most of them are not for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that people were taking time out of their day mm. to write vicious, uh, vicious comments, it just astounded me. Mm. I wasn't expecting it. And it knocked us for six. Wow. And then you start thinking, oh, God, this is this is a nightmare. I've mm. worked all this time and now this is happening. Yeah. But obviously with experience, you learn it's not going to be for everyone. Unfortunately, there are some nasty people out there. And you just learn to be a bit more resilient, bulletproof. Mm. Now these comments can bounce off me. So, but yeah, back then I wasn't expecting it. So mm. there's always there's always something. But I just stay focused on the end goal. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Of course, I want to start a business so I can make money. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said that wasn't true. However, it's very important to me that I'm making life easier for people, mm. which I know I am. And like I said, I want to keep my culture alive, mm. which I know I am. Mm. I get emails from people saying, I never used to make roti. I hated it. And now it's brought the family back together. Oh, wow. That's amazing. People with health conditions who couldn't even contemplate making ruddy before because it's so much easier, Mm. they've now started making it. So I always said, if I help one person, if I get one positive review, Mm. I'm happy. Yeah, sure. I've I've done what I set out to do. I've Mm. made someone's life easier. And, you know, you know, thank God it's, it's, it's done all right. I've helped well. quite a few people. So. Amazing. And and what I'm hearing from that as well, you know, there's been so many times where you could have just given up, you oh. know, like you said, four years maybe. And and it's such a such an easy sentence to say here. Exactly. But like each of those I years. I can break is, down is, yeah, every yeah. milestone of that four years. Mm. The first major milestone was after a year. Mm. After the first year, I worked with China. Right. I remortgaged my house. I paid for malls. Wow. And when they sent me the product, it wasn't what I'd signed off mm. and it was the end of the world. Yeah. You know, I'd taken sabbatical off work three months to launch my new product. And I just looked at it and I was like, I can't launch this. It's mm. awful. And obviously I, I did, I, I, I stopped and I moped about mm. for a week, mm. but then I picked myself up and I thought, right, failure is feedback. Yes. 
That's good. Failure is feedback. I what like can that. I learn from this? What can I do better? Started again. So I won't go through everything that sure. happened no, no, in no, that four years, yeah. but that was the first time when it took me, I, I moped about for a week that time, but then it reduced to three days, then it reduced to two days. Mm. Now I'm up about for about five minutes. <laughs> I've got to, you know, so, because yeah. why do you want it? Why do you want that feeling? Yeah, it's best to yeah. think about, right, move on. What's the solution? There's so many things in that. Even, even just having the feeling, it sounds like you know how important it is to let that feeling go through you, yeah. but not to let it live there. Just yeah. to go, okay, I'm going to have that moment and then let it go and yeah, back yeah. on and move forward. I mean, great. I need to master it. I need to experience it for five seconds. Sure, that would be the dream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, even in that, you know, going back to the four years, going back to the disappointment, going back to, you know, people trolling you and things like that. Any one of those things, if you, and I'm linking it back to what you said about going on the ride at Chessington. If you overthink all of that stuff, you become paralyzed, don't you? Yes. And then you're, you're, you're living in fear. You're crippled by it. Yes. And, and you can't climb back out. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like what you did there was remember the why, why you're doing this, yeah. what your cause is, and then allowing that to drive you forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I said I'm building a business and I want to make money, but the money's for good things. Mm. It's for my family. Mm. It's so I can do more good. Even now, every roti box that's sold, we donate a pound to feeding the hungry. Mm. Last year, we were able to feed over 11,000 families wow. in the refugee camps in Lebanon. Wow. And that's been through customers buying my product. Amazing. So even with the money that I want to make, the intentions are good. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Was anyone that you can think of that was significant in your life that helped you just take that step into courage and doing, you know, fulfilling, whether it's Roti Box or in any other area of your life? the couple of people that you might want to shout out? And- uh, I, th- I think I have to give credit to a friend, the, the friend who got me into personal development. Right. If it wasn't for her, I would never have been introduced to personal development. Mm-hmm. And during my Roti Box journey, she was always a big advocate and, you know, pushing me and championing me, which is, which is what you need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel like the personal development, the change in mindset mm-hmm. was the, the trigger mm-hmm. to everything following on. Right. So I have to give shout out to Joe for that. And even, even my mom to, to some aspect, I remember when I mentioned it to her, I, I kind of kept my family out of this mm-hmm. because I wanted to be so focused on what I was doing. I can't risk anything negative mm. getting in there. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Because you might think you're hearing it as a passing comment, but it sticks with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it can influence the, the, the other actions that you take mm. and it can hold you back. So I'm like, okay, I know this person's negative. I know this person's negative. I'm just not going to tell them. Mm. I just stay focused on yep. on the goal. So, and even if their intentions are good, you know, you touched on like South Asian community trying to protect you from getting hurt or protect yeah, you yeah, from falling and stuff. It actually doesn't help in it terms of moving help. you forward. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was very careful with what I shared and who I shared it with. Yeah. They say you know, work in silence, let your results do the shouting. Yeah, so I, I very much kept that philosophy in mind, and it's a good job I did. Imagine if I told people on day one, mm. they would have been asking me continuously for four <laughs> years. Yeah, what's going what's on? happening? What's happening? And then yeah. it makes you feel bad because you think, mm. you know, am I failing? Why haven't I done it so far? Yeah, so true. I think one of the best things I did was 
not tell people mm. and just kept that circle close, which was my one good friend, mm. my husband. Mm. And that was it. Mm. Um, I think I mentioned something to my mom once in the early days and she just went, if you don't try, you'll never find out. So I thought, go mom. Go on, mom. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And since then, you know, all the family's been like really mm. supportive. Does she remember that? Or was it like Probably the convertible, not. you know, the convertible Probably story? Probably not. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think mom sometimes says things on the fly. You're right. And um, there's sometimes some nuggets in there. Mm. Yeah. But other than that, I do feel like I've been a bit of a lone ranger sure. on this journey. But obviously, husband's been a massive support. Mm. Um, Run everything. Husbands him. support your wives. Okay, that's what we're learning here. Right? <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. He, I, I've run everything past him, mm. just to keep me right. And th- there was times during that journey where I kept having wobbles. Right. I call them wobbles. So one day I'll be on a high. Mm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then one day out of the blue, I'll just be like, Oh my god, what if no one buys it? That was the sentence that came out of my mouth yep. the most. What if nobody buys it? I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to humiliate myself. My husband would just be like, you're not. They are going to buy it. Everyone who's seen yours says it's a really good idea. And and bless him. He must have said that same sentence. God knows how many times. (laughs) What's the most important thing that you've learned in your life in terms of overcoming? Like what would be the one thing? I, I feel like we've got there when you were talking about not overthinking and just going for it. But is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Or do you think that that is the key? I think whatever you decide to do, do it with conviction. Right. I think sometimes people are a little bit airy-fairy. Oh, I want to mm. do this. But then you'll ask them three months later, oh, what happened with that? Oh, I just left it. Mm. And I think what a shame. And if you ask them why they left it, there'll be tons of excuses. Sure. And I think if you ever feel like that, if you ever feel like, I want to do this, but there's 20 reasons holding me back. Mm. I think write them down and then go through every single one. Mm. And first of all, is it true? You know, is it true? Or is that something that you believe? Yeah. And just find a way to counteract everything that's blocking you. Mm. And sometimes it might be really easy. For example, one of the reasons could be I haven't got any money. Right. But then you could... Find a way to get more money. You can get a loan. You can mm. remortgage your house. You can sell your car. So that that one's done. Mm. Some things might be a bit more deeply rooted. Sure. You might need to go on a training course. You might need to learn a skill. Yeah, yeah. You might need therapy to heal whatever experience you've been through. Mm. But the point is, do those things, not just for a business idea, but for yourself. For yourself, yeah. For yourself, be the best that you can be because mm. we've got a choice here. We can dawdle through life day to day, mm. muddling through, or you can have a goal, an aim, a dream, and it doesn't have to be a business. It could be something as simple as, I'll say simple, it's not simple. I want to be the best mother I can be. Mm. Amazing. I want my children to be the best that they can be. Yeah, sure. And, you know, are you doing everything possible to make that true? Yeah. So, yeah, it would be basically take action, do things with conviction, don't care what people think. Mm. All that matters is what you think. Mm. And be focused. Just 
remember why you're doing it. Yeah, that's good. And it's just like a one-way track. Don't mm. let anything stop you. Even yourself. Even yourself. <laughs> Even yourself. You've got to overcome the fear and just go for it with yeah. courage. With courage. Yeah, go in courage. Come on. Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to um, let people know where they can get Box from and some of the stuff that you, maybe other stuff that is, uh, I know that you do a range of things. Yeah, yeah. So the website's www.rotibox.co.uk. Mm-hmm. You've got the signature product, which is the Roti Box, but I've got a range of what I call Roti Wear. Roti Wear. We nice. have dinnerware, silverware. Mm-hmm. I have Roti Wear. Everything's basically to endorse traditional cooking mm-hmm. but with a modern twist a lot of us now have different tastes to what was our mum and dad's generation we like to have nice things more mm. up to date mm. so yeah it doesn't mean you can't still be traditional sure so yeah the, the roti wears all on there and Amazing. you can also catch me on instagram tiktok mm. facebook and youtube with all the social medias yeah <laughs> at roti box official at Roti Box Official. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I had thank such you. a great time talking to you. Me too. Thank um, you. Will you come back? Will you come back? If you invite us, I'll yeah. be I'll be here. Definitely. We're gonna do some stuff um in the coming months around relationships. So it'd be really oh. cool to get some insight into courage around being a wife and right. things like that. Um, so yeah, if you'd come back for that, I'd love that. No worries. Amazing. Thanks again for coming. Thank you, Rick. Um, check out rotybox.co.uk and find a little bit more about what Sophie is doing there. And whatever you're doing today, I hope that you've learned something today. I hope you've been inspired in some way. Give us a shout in the comments, click like on the video, subscribe and all that stuff just to help the channel grow further. Um, if you think someone might benefit from this, please do share the video and uh, send it out to them. All right. Thanks for ha- being with us today. Thanks to Sophie again. And whatever you're doing, go encourage. Hey, if you enjoyed that video today, why don't you click that like button down below? It really helps out the channel. Um, Why not stay uh, up to date by clicking on the subscribe button as well, where you'll get notified about future podcasts and all things go encourage. 